grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up the Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. Hello everyone. We hope you all had a lovely Christmas. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, we hope you had lovely time off. Michelle and I don't actually go back to work until the 3rd of January. So we're having a great time off, aren't we? We are. I'm still in Cardiff uh, visiting my family. And if you hear any background noise, I'm sorry. But um, (laughs) I have no control over this. (laughs) over the family situation so she's back in Wales ladies and gents (laughs) I am just to let you know Royal Community we are doing a live episode so today you'll be receiving this on New Year's Eve and then tomorrow you'll be getting our Royal Gala Awards 2022 episode which drops on New Year's Day so enjoy but in order to get those two episodes out to you we're going to do very light editing on both of those so fingers crossed Rach we're able to just like (laughs) keep up with it and just do it but I just want to give my heart and soul out to everybody in Canada and North America at the moment because that massive blizzard is there which is just heartbreaking we're seeing lots of pictures come through here and I can't believe it and anyone that's out there if you're affected our hearts go out to you because we've seen people without electricity people without running water yeah people who've passed away it's just really awful especially this time of year when everyone's with their families yeah absolutely In today's episode, we're going to do a quick, brief royal roundup of the King's first Christmas speech and Catherine's royal carol concert. And then we're going to go into our royal year in review. So how this is going to work is we're going to break it down into the Queen, the King and the Queen consort, the the Cambridges. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. The Wales is. The Royal Hovnob, Princess Anne, Princess Mm -hmm. Royal. And we're also going to be talking about the Wessexes. And that's how it's going to be broken down. There's so much that's happened this year. And it wasn't until we were looking back on this year, we was like, oh my gosh, I, I actually forgot that happened. It was so intense. That I actually blocked out certain like amazing engagements. And when I went back and looked at all the, the episodes, you know, we've done, oh gosh, at least definitely over 50... I want to say 55 episodes of the podcast. We're coming up to nearly 100 episodes as well, which is really, really cool. And over Christmas, we hit over 300,000 downloads. Yay! <laughs> That's thanks to you, Royal Community. So thank you so much for listening out there. Yeah, it's it's been quite eye-opening to see the year that we've had. And I bet you any money that it wasn't the year the Royal Family thought they were going to have because it was just... I thought the second half of their year was going to be a lot quieter for obviously because of the Queen passing away, wasn't. We wanted to include the Queen into this episode because obviously she still had engagements right up until September. So that's a big chunk of the year. So we're going to have a massive section for the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II. Let's start with Carol Concert, Catherine's Carol Concert. Rach, what did you think? I absolutely loved it. I was so happy to see this again this year. I was sat with my family watching it. And the only thing I was I said was I wish they had 
the words up on the screen of yeah, some of the hymns. Like the song, songs of praise. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. That's what I said to my mum. I was like, it should be like songs of praise. Songs of praise is a television program here in the UK that's broadcast every single Sunday and it's a church service. I absolutely love the song choices. I thought it was amazing that we saw Charlotte and George there. We we did speak about this previously, that they was in attendance. And it was just nice to see the whole family together yeah. celebrating Her Majesty the Queen. And I loved the segment. And I can't uh, remember off the top of my head the name of the gentleman, but there was a gentleman playing the piano. And on the piano, they had a montage of the Queen throughout her life. And oh, it was just so emotional. I was like, oh, this is absolutely amazing. I absolutely loved it. And Shell, they kept panning to these soldiers, like people in the audience. Yeah. And they were the pallbearers of the Queen's coffin. Oh, really? I never yeah. knew that. How amazing for them to be invited, as they should be. Yeah. They, they, you know, did an absolutely amazing job over that week, didn't they? So, yeah, I just thought it was a great service. And we said it before, I just hope this becomes an annual occurrence. Yeah, fingers crossed. I love that Catherine Zeta-Jones was narrating. And I also love that they had little Paddington beers on the Christmas tree. Did you see that, Rachel? I was like, oh my goodness, they've thought of everything. And when Hugh Bonneville went up to do his reading, Paddington, Charlotte got really excited. <laughs> Did you see they had yeah. Charlotte? Looked at Catherine, she's like, oh, Paddington. I love it, honestly. <laughs> I loved it so much. It, it was spot on, wasn't it? And I actually loved the, the Ukrainian choir oh, with the little... The... I was just like, whoa. That was I... like... So, I did cry about three times. Yeah, I think I did actually tear up on that bit as well. Yeah, yeah. And when they showed the um, clips of the kids being told that they were going to be performing. <laughs> yeah, and they read out the letter from Catherine. Oh, yeah, it was it was very special. I liked that. It's not just them putting a lot of celebrities on stage, having a little sing song, and then the, the royals just watching it. It is mm. a lovely packaged a piece of television and it's just gets that kind of like Christmassy feeling. You know, it, it's for all ages and it's a lovely Christmas sentiment to start the Christmas day off because it's always Christmas Eve, isn't it, that it's on television? Yeah, well, it's only been on twice, yeah, but it's, it's been shown on Christmas Eve, yeah. Let's move on then, shall to the King's Speech. Yeah, what did you think of this then? I thought overall it was really moving. Again, reference to the Queen in the, um, in the speech, uplifting lifting and also reflected and what I loved is that in his speech he referenced other faiths and we said this before that I think this is going forward we're going to see throughout Charles's reign as king more interconnection between the faiths because although he is Church of England he knows how important other faiths are within our society. I really liked it I liked the fact that it was in St George's Chapel as well which is that very was different. Wasn't it, it was different and I think it needed to be different because we have that image of the Queen with a Christmas tree behind her, you know, in one of the the rooms in Buckingham Palace or Windsor Castle, obviously a bit later on. But I think it was a very good thing that it was in a different location, a location that is so meaningful and also is in a church. So I actually really enjoyed that. I thought he handled it really well. Although the only thing I have to say is I didn't like his pocket square and his tie. <laughs> the patterns didn't match up right, but we'll give it to him. It's his first ever one. So I liked it. I thought he did a great job. And then we also had the Christmas walk. 
And we had yes. so many members of the family, didn't we, on that Christmas walk? Louis's first yeah. appearance. He was Louis's, you know, cheeky as always. Yeah. I love the fact that Major Johnny Thompson had a Paddington card that someone had given. He had yeah. hold of it and Louis grabs hold of it to show it to a little girl. Oh, that was I so know. sweet. I and know. then at one point he was like pulling Catherine's hand like, come on. <laughs> and then there was another clip that I saw where someone gave a posy of flowers and he goes running and you could just hear Charlotte. And then he gives Charlotte the posy. Oh, he's just so adorable. I yeah. absolutely love Louis. I love I him. I love so the fact cute. that we saw Wolf as well. I know. We didn't see many pictures, but Prince Andrew was there as well, Shell. He was. And you know what? A lot of news outlets just hinted at it, but didn't say very much about it. But he was there. I mean, it's part of the family, isn't it? It is a tradition. But I think it's telling, actually, that King Charles allowed him on the walk. <laughs> the hobnob wasn't there because apparently she had a cold. She had a cold, and everyone was was a bit worried about her actually, because we saw um Sir Tim Lawrence on his own, yeah, and then we saw Zara and Mike with the children. I loved that Beatrice was able to incorporate her extended family into the walk. I just loved the fact the wolf was there with Edo. I was like, yeah, go <laughs> so cute. Although I have to admit, Shell. And Royal Community, you might disagree with me here. I hated Catherine's look. This is probably one of my worst looks on Catherine Christmas-wise that I've seen her in. What was wrong with that Philip Tracy hat that she had? Why did she stick a feather in it? I well, don't understand that. Royal Community, you will know that Rachel and I do not have the same style of clothing. And I loved it. I absolutely loved every single thing. I <laughs> I loved her hat. I loved the feather. I was like, she should have stuck more fe- feathers in it. She should have put a peacock feather in. She should have stuck a pheasant feather in. Just go for a girl. Bring all the feathers. But I tell you who I enjoyed more than Catherine. Go on. It was Beatrice. I loved what yeah. Beatrice was wearing. Oh. My girl crush, love her, love her. Yeah. And I'm going to give it to one of the guys, Shell. Go on. I loved, I loved what the king was wearing. But yeah. I know it's very traditional, but he just always looks so sophisticated. I, I loved it. The camel coat, timeless classic, just Charles spot on. He always reminds me of Del Boy with the camel coats. <laughs> <laughs> Only four sources here in yeah, the UK. For all community, <laughs> if you don't get that reference. <laughs> Okay, so today's episode is called The Royal Year in Review 2022. Now, we did this last year, and I really enjoyed this whole episode because it it does really give you a mind uh, rejig of what has actually happened this year. So what they're going to do is they're going to start off with the Queen and Royal Community, if we are missing a few months when we go through, it's probably because they didn't have like a massive engagement or they were taking some time off or another family had a bigger engagement. So it was overshadowed by some of the other stuff that they were doing. And also, if you want to listen back, just listen back to all of our episodes. All of our episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because we're not going to list every single engagement. Uh, they'll be here for like five hours. Yeah. Like I say, it is a review. It's not a deep synopsis or a PhD of the year. <laughs> but we will start <laughs> with Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, the Queen. In February 2022, she celebrated 70 years on the throne. Now, this was a massive deal, wasn't it, Rach? Because this was the actual time that she ascended the throne. Yeah, she became queen. Her father had passed away, unfortunately. He was only in his early 50s, wasn't he, when he passed yeah. away? And she was thrust into that role at the age of 25. Yeah. Had two young children at the time and one of the only women in British history to become queen. 
Yeah, we then had in February the accession statement. And this was a massive deal in the press at the time because the Queen announced that Camilla will be known as Queen Consort. And that was the first time we ever had a actual statement on paper from the Queen saying, this is what I would like you to refer to Camilla as. And mm. that, that had a lot of reaction. It really did. And Camilla's had, you know, a lot of stick over the years, hasn't she? And mm. people were saying, but does she deserve it? Well, it's not about deserving it. It's her right as the wife of the king when he became king to be yeah. known as the queen consort. I mean, even now we're referring to her as queen consort. Really, she is the queen. Yeah, she is. But I think it's, it's just out of respect for Queen Elizabeth that we still call her the queen and we call Camilla queen consort. Yeah, because there's still a question mark over when the coronation happens, whether we will then start calling her Queen Camilla or whether she will always be known as Queen Consort because in that accession statement, that is what the Queen has stated. So we, I think we'll see. In May next year, we'll find out. In February, the Queen also got COVID, which was quite a big deal at the time, wasn't it? And then we move into April and she went to Prince Philip's Thanksgiving service and she was escorted into Westminster Abbey by Prince Andrew, this Whoa. was massive. This was such uproar. I remember speaking about this on the podcast. We was like, why does she not get Anne, Anne. to sort her in? Yeah. She would have been the perfect wife with everything that was going on. I don't think the Queen's done much wrong in her reign. I get that this is her child. Mm. But in my eyes, this this shouldn't have happened. I think it was more of a kind of glossing over, a cementing the cracks in the PR disaster there is Andrew. But I think there was more well-deserving family members. But that was the Queen's decision. I think they saw it more as a family matter rather than more of a, an official royal engagement. In April, then, we saw the Queen celebrating her 96th birthday. In May, she opened the Elizabeth line with Edward and she was wearing that beautiful lemon dress. Like, it was just wonderful. Uh, this was such a surprising engagement as well yeah. because we hadn't really seen her out and about much, had we, throughout because of COVID and then she got COVID and yeah. we just didn't know what was going to be happening. And this was unannounced. This wasn't even, you know, we didn't even know this was happening. And then she just turns up and it's like, oh, wow, the Queen. <laughs> I loved it. Honestly, it, it was just such a moment. And I think it brought a lot of love and light to people who were around because they were not expecting her to be there. And all of a sudden, there she was. <laughs> I think people, people were relieved as well, weren't they, to see her? Yeah, yeah. We then saw the Queen Mobile. I love this episode. The I Queen Mobile. So this is when the Queen was at Chelsea Flower Show. And in June, obviously, we had the big Platinum Jubilee where we saw her with Paddington. We saw her oh. with Paddington, which was just amazing. But not just that, but we saw the iconic last balcony appearance of Her Majesty. I think she knew at that point that that was going to be her last one because I remember seeing her Royal Community, we went to the Platinum Jubilee. If you're new here, we have episodes 67 and 68. They are Platinum Jubilee specials. And on the last day, that last balcony shot at the Platinum Pageant, you could just tell she was quite emotional by it. And I think yeah. deep down then she knew that that was going to be her last time seeing that crowd. She did. And again, if you want to see any of our vlogs that we took whilst we were at the Jubilee, you can over on our Keeping Up With The Windsors channel on YouTube. So you can listen on the podcast and watch it over on YouTube. I think you're right, Rachel. And I think that's the reason why it was so special. 
it was such a special event. We then also in June had the ceremony of the keys at Holyrood House. And moving into July, the Queen opened the new building at the Thames Hospice. And she was also accompanied by Anne on this, Princess Anne. She was that that's the one thing I loved about this whole year with the Queen's engagement. She was supported by members of the family as well. Some yeah. sometimes she was on her own, but most of the time she was accompanied by other people. And then in September, she sent a message to Pakistan about the devastating floods. And we saw her on her last official engagement, welcoming in the new prime minister. And then she passed away. It was just so iconic, was... like, monumental moment. And I, th- and I think as well, it was such... Not, it wasn't a shock because she was 96. She did appear frail. But it was the fact that we only saw her on the... I think it was the Monday or the Tuesday, meeting Liz Truss. Yeah, that's right. I think it was Monday. And and then she passed away on a Thursday. And it was like, how? We saw the photo. Although she did look how she looked, she was still the queen. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. And I think that's what was really shocking. That and, you know, something that is so amazing about the Queen is she was faithful up until the very last engagement. And even two days or three days before her death, she did a like an official engagement and it wasn't cutting a, a ribbon or doing a plaque attack. It literally was her swearing in a new prime minister. You know, it was it was a big deal. And we then also covered the Queen's death, her lying in state and her funeral. You can go back and listen episodes 80, 81 and 82. They were really emotional times for Rachel and I. So if you do listen back, we do cry quite a lot on the episodes <laughs> when we're recording them. But it was it was so it's such a stark contrast to being on the mall in June, having the time of our lives mm. celebrating the Platinum Jubilee, and then being on the mall in September, placing our flowers, being with the royal community in a place of mourning. And it was such a stark contrast, wasn't it, emotionally for those two yeah. events? And I think royal community, if you listen to this, thinking they're glossing over all these things really quickly, we're we're basically packing all this in now and then at the end of the episode we'll give like our overall thoughts and opinions on on what's happened this year so we're just giving you a brief overview of what's happened quickly and also to rejog your memories as well royal community because there's so much going on (laughs) there was so much going on (laughs) so that was the queen queen elizabeth ii and everything that she did this year let's move on to clarence house Yeah, so let's move on to then Prince Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall, who obviously now are the King and the Queen Consort. So in January, Charles met seven Holocaust survivors at the Queen's Gallery in Buckingham Palace. Oh, this was an amazing engagement, wasn't it? I remember this, talking about the Holocaust, such a devastating atrocity that's happened in in the world. And there's not many Holocaust survivors left now. No. There isn't. And this was so important because there was also a documentary that was connected to it of them painting these seven pictures of the Holocaust survivors. And each one had a story to tell. And this this documentary was just so amazing that was connected to it. And then Charles went to unveil or look at all the paintings. So it was a lovely, a lovely initiative that was put together to raise awareness for the Holocaust survivors. In February, the Prince's Foundation was investigated in a cash for honour scandal. 
Yeah, and we've this is probably the second one that we have covered on the podcast in our time being here, and it's it's always quite quite jarring when these scandals come up because sometimes this one I think was where they were like we took a bag of cash into Calamity's yeah. house. Can you remember? Right? Yeah, it was like a bag of was it like a million pounds or something? We were like, yeah, how can you take how? a million pounds of cash to Clarence's house? And I just I just can't comprehend it, but. Again, we in on this podcast, you know, Royal Community, we speak about the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know? Exactly. So, and I, I have to say, that's I think one thing that the Royal Community are quite surprised about with our podcast because it sounds like we're very sycophantic about the Royal Family, but actually, we talk about all facets, whether they are, like you said, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because it is part of being the Royal Community. We will be having the the rough with the smooth so to speak so we don't want to just poo-poo all the bad stuff and just talk about the good stuff that's not what we do here no so let's move on to april charles filled in for the queen at the maundy service at windsor castle he actually went there with camilla at the time and this was a big deal because this was one of the big occasions where the queen it's one of the engagements that she never misses and so for her to miss this engagement and for charles to then take over we started to see this year the baton slowly being passed over. Yeah. And then we had Charles and Camilla visiting the EastEnders set. Oh, I love <laughs> they, this. They filmed a segment, didn't they, for the Jubilee, yeah. which was shown around the time of the Jubilee. Yeah. And it, this was a really fun engagement. And Charles actually offered his coat to one of the actresses, Letitia yeah. Dean. Letitia <laughs> Dean, I know. I loved it. And then we also had the visit to the poshest service station in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Only a royal can go to the poshest service station. But like you said on the podcast, it had like a butcher's and like its own little like fresh fruit market thing. Like amazing. (laughs) And then also in April, we had Charles hosting Her Majesty Queen Letizia of Spain. Yeah, I like this engagement. They went to different places. They went to an art gallery as well. And again, it was nice for them to not be in Buckingham Palace and to go somewhere else. Yeah, because when you normally have visits like this, when it's a monarch or a member of a royal family from another country, it is normally either Buckingham Palace or Windsor Castle. So for them to be out in the actual country, so to speak, Mm -hmm. this was a, a nice change. Yeah, it was definitely. Let's move on to May. So Charles and Camilla and William stepped in for the Queen at the state opening of Parliament. Mm. Wow, this was a moment, wasn't it? It was a moment. I think this is a moment in my mind that, like you said earlier about the baton changing, this was it for me. Like, oh, I think we're starting to get to the end now. And it sounds awful, doesn't it, when you Mm -hmm. say it like that. But I was just hoping that the Queen was going to make it till June. I really wanted to see the Platinum Jubilee. Yeah, this is one of those moments for me. I thought, wow, this is this is change. We also had in May Charles visiting Romania. So June, the Platinum Jubilee, obviously the biggest occurrence, what we thought was going to be the biggest occurrence in the royal calendar for the year. Charles headed the Queen's Trooping of the Colour, which we saw with our own eyeballs, Shell. <laughs> we did. And I tell you what, when they came past, because in, in a row was King Charles on his horse, I mean, Prince Charles at the time, on his horse in the middle. And then to the left of him was the princess royal to the right of him was prince william and it just felt really like should we not talk right now it feels really serious yeah. you know we got all yeah, the, the military black bands playing and i was like oh there they are yeah <laughs> we didn't know we should be screaming out for them like oh yeah <laughs> Don't I, I, the horses. <laughs> I think that's more of a cultural thing because when they we come past we're kind of like oh hello like <laughs> just a, a slight clap where other slight countries cap. are like whoa go <laughs> on charles <laughs> 
<laughs> also in June, we had the Royal Commonwealth Tour of Rwanda. A lot of the royal houses, their principals went out to different places. For instance, the Commonwealth Tour. Uh, we also had Platinum Jubilee Tours as well. So I just loved how much travel happened in 2022. Right, let's move on to July. Camilla guest edited Country Life magazine, which then went on to become its biggest selling issue ever. And she was in a documentary saying, I want this to beat Charles's because <laughs> Charles's was the biggest seller at the time. So she did it. She did it. Well done, Camilla. And she also featured in British Vogue in July as well. And she had an interview there. She's She was really busy. I would she say was really busy. Yeah. Really busy. In August, Charles and Camilla opened the Commonwealth Games on behalf of the Queen. So again, yeah. all these engagements that we're seeing is on behalf of the Queen because yeah. if the Queen was able to... We would have seen her at these engagements. September, as we mentioned earlier, the Queen passed away. And this is the first time that we've seen with our own eyes an accession. King Charles ascends to the throne. Yeah. Yeah. We had the proclamation from the King. It was a moment. And this proclamation was the first time it was ever seen by anyone outside of the room and obviously broadcast around the world. And it was history in the making. Yeah, really and was. we had we had Pengate. Pengate. <laughs> <laughs> we Stay had Pengate. Stay tuned to the Royal Garden Awards, FYI. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's tomorrow's episode. Yeah. For you, Royal Community. So, yeah, we, we did have Pengate. And I think September, you know, around this time is going to be remembered. All the well-wishers coming to see the King, waiting outside Buckingham Palace. And we got to see that shot of the King's arm around Camilla. Yeah, You know, we didn't really see from them public displays of affection very often. Mm. And this is what I like to think they are like in their private time. We also had that shot, didn't we, of the four of them. Charles had his arm around Camilla in, in that photo as well. Again, setting a different precedence that I'm the king and this is how I, I'm going to be warm and affectionate with my wife in public. In October, the new cipher was revealed. When you think of how many, th you know, how many changes need to happen once a monarch changes over banknotes, stamps, you name it, like loads of different things, Postbox. postboxes. Yeah. And the yeah. cipher is the logo, isn't it? Coming up into 2023, all of our coins will start to change and we'll have the king's, you know, his portrait, his head on the coins and the cipher as well. So again, this is going to be a very strange time holding one of those coins in my hand for the first time. <laughs> Do you know what's weird though? Every single time I go into a shop and I get a note, I double check it to see if it's king, if it's the king's head on it. I'm like, and I think I'm gonna Not scream yet. out loud once I get one. I'm like, ah, go on. Let's move on to November. So we had a security scare when eggs was thrown at the king on a walkabout. Yeah, he was in York, wasn't he? Unveiling the Jubilee statue for Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, scary thing, really. Then we had the first state banquet held by the king. Yeah. For the president of South Africa, Cyril Ramaphosa. Yeah, big deal. It was a massive deal. I think they haven't had one for like three or four years since COVID. And the first one was the king's first one as well. And we got our tiara moment. What we, we did. Were for. Tiaras! <laughs> and finally, moving on to December... Camilla made the front cover of Good Housekeeping magazine. Obviously, we spoke about this earlier, the King's first speech as monarch to the nation and to the Commonwealth and the Sandringham Walk. Yeah. It's been a very monumental year for the Clarence House, you know, for the the actual, the people who work there and also for Charles and Camilla. What a big stepping up, big shoes to fill. And they've had a year of it. 
such a year of change and we're only a few months in but I think Charles and Camilla have handled it extremely well and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next yeah I agree let's move on to the Waleses they were the Cambridges at the start of the year they've now become Prince and Princess of Wales in January, we had the... Oh my goodness me, this feels like... I know. This feels like years ago. Catherine's 40th birthday portraits. We had those three amazing pictures of her. So this feels like ages it. ago. Someone mentioned this for the Royal Gala Awards and I had to double check the date. I was like, no, that wasn't this year. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was this year? Yeah. Oh my goodness. In February, Catherine visited Denmark. This was a solo royal engagement. And we saw her sliding down that slide. Was it the, like the Lego Playhouse place in Denmark? In their headquarters. Yeah, I loved that engagement. And I actually loved this tour as well. It was brilliant. I really did enjoy this tour. You're right. In March, William and Catherine visited Wales on St. David's Day. And there was also a controversy on a royal tour to mark Platinum Jubilee in the Caribbean. So they went to Belize. They went to the Mayan ruins. They went to Jamaica. It was a massive Caribbean tour, but there was a lot of uproar, wasn't there? There was lots of protests and there was that picture, wasn't there, of William and Catherine shaking some black children's hands behind a fence. Yeah. It was a big thing at the time, wasn't it? It really was. And we we have a whole episode dedicated to their Caribbean tour. It's called Controversy in the Caribbean. So go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Yeah, it's episode 56. We speak about um, what Shell just said. So yeah, go back and listen to that one. In May, we saw Catherine rubbing shoulders with Tom Cruise at the Top Gun premiere. <laughs> and we saw William with his Top Gun loafers. I was just digging those under the oh. aviation. What was it, like little aeroplanes on it? I was like, yes, go William! With his, with his velvet suit, love it. <laughs> Bring on the velvet suit. In June, William and Catherine's first portrait as Duke and Duchess of Cambridge was revealed in the William Fitzpatrick Museum in Cambridge. And Rachel has a print of it in her house. Yeah, I do. I look at it every day. I'm looking, uh, I'm looking at it right now, Royal Community, as I'm at my desk. I always, when I'm at work, I look at it, so I'm like, oh, one of them. <laughs> And in June, Rachel and I went to visit William's rehearsal of Troop in the Colour. So we actually went, we've got a YouTube video on that as well. So if you want to head on over to our YouTube channel, you can. And then obviously we had the Platinum Jubilee. So we had George and Charlotte's visit to Wales with Catherine and William. And we had so many lovely pictures and videos of George and Charlotte at the time, didn't we? Yeah, it was amazing. And little boss baby, little baby Louis, he's not a baby anymore. <laughs> I know, I know. He'll always be boss baby to us, but always. He, he totally stole the show, especially at the pageant, didn't he? And it was really funny because I remember William and Catherine released on their social media, like, we all had fun, especially Louis, because <laughs> everyone was talking about Louis. Yeah. I mean, he did light up the front pages everywhere. It was brilliant. In July, we had William and Catherine and also George come to Wimbledon. And I remember it was a really hot day, wasn't it? We were like, he's wearing a suit and it's so he's warm. A <laughs> Stick him in a little vest top or something. You know? Oh, And then August, we had William's rumour of Prince of Pegging. You remember oh this, gosh. right? That was episode 74. We won't go into it because it'll be more of a adult nature. But if you want to go and listen to our episodes, you can. It's episode 74. We also saw Princess Charlotte with Catherine and William at the Commonwealth Games. And this is lovely, wasn't it? Shell, you're saying all these things and I just can't believe all this has happened. Like we're only in August. <laughs> we're only in August. I know. I know. We saw her getting on the helicopter and then head into the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. And she went to sports, say, didn't she, with them all? Yeah. And she loved watching the gymnastics, didn't she? Yeah. 
We then moved to September and the Cambridges at the time moved from Kensington Palace to Windsor. They're in Adelaide Cottage. Then we had the Queen passing away and we had the joint walkabout with the Duke and Duchess of Sussex at the time with William and Catherine, which was so surprising. This was so shocking. I remember swearing at my TV when this came on. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? I was literally oh. shouting. I was like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> we then had King Charles's first ever address to the nation. He announced that William and Catherine were no longer the Duke and Duchess of Cornwall and Cambridge. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so <laughs> glad they didn't stick with that. Oh no, which they did become for like two days. For two <laughs> days and it changed on their social media. They then became the Prince and Princess of Wales. In October, Catherine got heckled in Ireland on a walkabout. And in December, we obviously had the really big initiatives coming in for William and Catherine. The first with Earshot Prize when they had their lovely trip to Boston. And then we had Royal Carols together at Christmas for Catherine on Christmas Eve. Wow. I just, I feel like I need a drink after that. Give me a second. I know. <laughs> this is, this is intense for community. We've got to keep going. We've got to keep going. Rach, looking back at all this, and we've only gone to three houses, right? I can't believe that we're still standing <laughs> after all this. We've worked our socks off this year. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's just, honestly, it's just been such a whirlwind of a year. Yeah. And I think we'll we'll discuss this more at the end. But yeah. let's, for now, let's move on to the Royal Hobnob. Yes, Princess Anne. Princess Anne. In April, she visited Australia and Papua New Guinea to celebrate the Platinum Jubilee. Catherine and Anne also had a joint engagement at Anne's patronage, the Royal College of Midwives. And this coincided with Catherine's patronage, the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. Yeah, it was actually a very surprising engagement to see them together. And what I also loved about this engagement in particular is to see the hierarchy. So Catherine stood back whilst Princess Anne was doing her thing. And I loved the, you know, the royal respect, really. And, and the, how, how I guess the protocols, isn't it? The yeah, royal protocols. The royal, the royal rankings. In July, Anne and the Queen, they visited Thames Hospice for their surprise engagement. Then in September... Shell, this this will go down in history for me. Princess Anne accompanied her mother's coffin from Scotland to London. What a trooper. Honestly, I just could not take my hat off to her more. Yeah. She just served her mother so well in those last few days. And we know because of the statement that she released that she was with the Queen when she passed away. Yeah. And I'm just so happy that the Queen had her by her side. When they put the Queen's coffin on the hearse, before leaving Scotland, the hobnob did the deepest curtsy I've ever seen. And it was just a massive sign of respect. And I I, I couldn't even look at Anne when she was in the car because I just kept well enough. It was such a sign of respect. You're completely right. In October, Anne visited New York and she went to the Staten Island Ferry and the National Lighthouse Museum. Again, this Loved was it. an engagement that we wasn't expecting. November, she visited the Falklands Islands. And then in December, she was named the hardest working royal. Go, girl! We knew this all along, Royal Cunit. We knew it. <laughs> we knew it. Yeah. We love Anne on the podcast. To finish off the princess royals family we also had zara and mike and we did cover mike going to the jungle he was in i'm a celebrity get me out of here the reality show the massive reality show here in the uk and like i say a couple of weeks back we did an episode on i'm a celeb which i wasn't very keen on rach but you were keen on it right i'm always keen on it he didn't really speak about the wars that much so no. i wasn't too fussed about seeing him 
And then at the Jubilee, we also saw Peter accompanied by his new girlfriend. Yeah, which was a big surprise, really, to have a girlfriend at that. But it was such a wonderful occasion. So it was nice that she was there. Let's move on to the Wessex family. Oh, wow. They've had a year of it, right? Honestly, when I was doing doing this, I was thinking, wow, they've done this and they've done that. But I completely forgot because I was just so sidetracked by the Jubilee and the Queen. Anyway, in June, the Wessexes, as in the Earl and Countess of Wessex, visited Gibraltar and Cyprus for the Platinum Jubilee, representing the Queen at her birthday parade in Caseman Square. They also visited the Caribbean, St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Antigua and Barbuda. But the Grenada was actually postponed before they were about to go because there was repatriation protests and calls for a republic. So they kind of, they put out a statement saying it's being postponed, but it was like, don't come here. Yeah, no, don't come here because <laughs> there's going to be uproar if you do land here. Yeah. And we've said this all along. It's, it's their prerogative to have that. If they want to have a republic in their country, that's completely up to them. So let's move on to Sophie specifically. In January, she took a trip to Qatar as patron of Vision 2020, the right to sight and a global ambassador for the International Agency for the Prevention of Blindness. In March, she met Edna. Edna is a lady that she spoke to over the phone during the pandemic. And they actually met face to face. And I love this. It was amazing. I love this. It's so cute. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In October, she visited the Democratic Republic of Congo to talk and learn more about the sexual violence survivors there. In October, again, she visited Malawi and Botswana as the global ambassador for the International Agency for the Prevention of Blindness. Again, she does so much as a global ambassador for that. Let's move on to Edward, the Earl of Wessex. In March, he visited Kenya. And when I wrote this down, I was like, of course, he went to Kenya with the Duke of Edinburgh International Awards because he heads this up now since since Prince Philip passed away. In August, as vice patron of the Commonwealth Games, he was part like monumental in uh, welcoming people to the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. And he had so many engagements to do with this. And I thought he was very pivotal in making this a success. Yeah, definitely. And we talk about Sophie a lot on the podcast, but we don't necessarily talk about Edward because mm. a lot of these engagements aren't really publicised that well. And I think hopefully next year going forward, the Royal Family Socials will step this up more. Fingers crossed. We have seen a little slight upping of uh, the royals in the socials. So, yeah, we can only have our fingers crossed for that one. In November, he also had a prominent role in the Remembrance Day services where he actually took the salute. And I thought this was a massive, how do you want to put it? Like Charles actually saying, like, I believe in you. You can do this because this salute is so important, isn't it? On Remembrance Day. Yeah, because last year it was taken by William. Yeah. And this year it was taken by Edward. And to finish off in December, we saw Edward and Sophie go into the Royal Variety performance. And this, again, was a big deal because they are being the face of the royal family at the time. And I said on the podcast, didn't I? It was like the first time I've heard him speak more than two sentences <laughs> in this engagement. I love it. Is, and this is the first time that they've been to the Royal Variety performance. Yeah. And I actually really liked this because... If you know anything about Edward, you know that he has a history of performing and he's very theatrical and a lot of his patronages involve the arts. So I think this was great that they actually went to this together. 
Let's move on to Louise then. In June, she appeared in the Windsor Horse Show. They did like a massive, I can't remember what the actual horse show was called now, but it was for the Platinum Jubilee, wasn't it? Louise actually came out, didn't she, in a horse carriage. And also we found out in the summer that Louise was working in a garden centre for minimum wage in the summer holidays before she started university. This blew my mind. It's crazy. We, we said it at the time, we couldn't imagine walking into the garden centre and getting served by the Queen's granddaughter. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We saw Sophie and Viscount Seven attend the Commonwealth Games in August with Sophie and Edward. And also in September, they both took a prominent position as guards for Her Majesty while she was laying in state at Westminster Hall. You know, they're, they're in the shadows, aren't they, in the royal family? And this was them stepping into that prominent position of grandchildren of the monarch. Yeah, because they're going to be like Zara and Peter, aren't they? They're not going to be working royals, but they will attend certain big occasions. We'll definitely see them at, for instance, the coronation. Yeah. And we know they had a very close relationship with the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh. You've only got to see that through Louise's love of carriage from driving, which Mm. she shared with her grandfather. Absolutely. Okay, Shell, I've got two breath. (laughs) Heinous task. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about the Duke of York, Prince Andrew. So in January, he handed back his titles and patronages to the crown. I say he handed back, he was made to, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And there were demands for a jury trial for Virginia Dupre. So this was a massive deal. In February, he actually settled out of court for reported $12 million. And this was, again, a cop-out, really, wasn't it? It was like, Mm. well, you're just paying this woman off. So we still don't know the ins and outs of it, but... It's kind of like all got being pushed under the carpet as such now, hasn't it? Because we'll, we'll never really know because it never went to trial. Exactly. If you want to know more about our thoughts on that, it's episode 51 of the podcast. As we said before, he was at Prince Philip's Thanksgiving service, accompanied the Queen into Westminster Abbey. Yeah. He had COVID, inverted commas. Yeah. <laughs> COVID <laughs> during the Jubilee. And that's why we didn't see him much. Mm, really? Yeah. <laughs> You're like... Okay, all right. But he was seen, as we said earlier, at the Christmas Sandringham Walk. Yeah. And also this week's show, it's been rumoured that the final public funding for his security has been pulled. Yeah, we haven't had complete confirmation yet, but it is a rumour that that has happened. And I say, yeah, it should have happened ages ago, to be honest. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be paying for him. No, thank you. (laughs) Let's move on to the York sisters, Rach. So let's move on to Beatrice and Eugenie. So at this time, beginning of the year, they themselves were dealing with the fallout of the Prince Andrew scandal, weren't they? Just being associated because they are his daughters. Then we had Princess Beatrice seen crying at Prince Philip's Thanksgiving service. And again, we spoke about this on the podcast about it shouldn't really be shown on the TV. Yeah, it was a private moment for her, wasn't it? And it It, just, it felt like it was glorified in a way. It really did. And then we had Beatrice and Edo join Swedish royals to launch the World Dyslexia Assembly. We said earlier in December, we've had Wolfie at the Christmas Sandringham walk. Oh, I loved it. I just, it was such a, obviously because Sienna is so small, isn't she? They're not, she's not going to be at the walk. But I, I just love the, like the togetherness of them all. I just, and he's so cute as well. Yeah. And then usually started her own podcast. How dare she? <laughs> <laughs> the Anti-Slave Collective. And we saw a picture and some videos of August during the Platinum Jubilee. Oh, I know. I know. It must have been really hard for them this year, I have to say, because they must have been really hard for their father and then obviously the Queen passing away. Yeah. And I think as well with Beatrice and Eugenie, we did see them on a few engagements during the Jubilee. And they went, do you remember they went to that luncheon? Yeah. And there was that clip of 
um, Beatrice uh, talking to this lady and she was like, well, how do you know the Queen? She's like, oh, the Queen's my granny. My granny, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on then. We have got the final house, the review of the Sussex family. Harry and Meghan in April had a secret visit with the Queen at Windsor Castle, completely out of the blue. All of a sudden it was like, yeah, we went to, to visit her. It was like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Fair also, we had Harry interviewed for the Today Show and when he said, I'm making sure she, as in the Queen, is protected and got the right people around her. That kind of ruffled a few feathers, didn't it, at the time? Yeah, because he was living in America. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How can you make sure that was happening, Harry? Okay. I know. In June, obviously, they came over for the Platinum Jubilee and was booed at the Thanksgiving service. But we also saw the first pictures of Lily Bet Diana. In July, we had the Tom Bauer Revenge book released. In September, we had the Queen passing away. So they came over. We had the cut article in September as well. Megan curtsy into the Queen's coffin, which I have to say, she learned how, how to curtsy then, didn't she? <laughs> so <laughs> she'd, learned, she'd learned by then. She learned by then. And it was an amazing curtsy, I have to say. Not as great as Anne's, but it was the second <laughs> best. Let's put it that way. In December then, obviously, we covered it last week and the week before. I think it was episode 94 and 95. We had the Netflix series, Harry and Meghan. And then obviously coming up next year, we've got Spear for Harry's memoir. So that's all of the houses. <laughs> yes. Although I will like to say a little honorary mention for the Duke of Kent, who was on the balcony with the Queen at Troop in the Colour. I love the fact that he was there with her. I just, I just like, yes. Yes, Duke of Kent. We love it. Now we're going to give you our overall thoughts and opinions on the whole year. And as you just heard, Royal Community, a lot has happened. A lot has a happened. A lot has happened. Well, I want to say, firstly, I am so tired. This I year was just the same thing. I, I'm not. This year has just mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally drained <laughs> me to the point where I don't know if I'm coming or going. <laughs> yeah, and I said to Michelle before we started the podcast today. I said it's been quite nice over Christmas to have a bit of a break from the podcast because yeah. we record every single week. It's been nice just to have like a really chilled out time because the Royals are on holiday. We should have a little break as well. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's the reason why we're going to do a very light edit on this one so we can have a bit more of a break. But this was the year we said goodbye to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II and it was just absolutely cataclysmic in the royal community. What I absolutely loved about this year in particular is our coming together as a community to support each other. And that was so evident, not just on Instagram, but the amount of emails we received, the amount of people who were reaching out, who were on their own, maybe who, you know, not surrounded by people who like the royals, but they needed that outlet. Mm. And I'm just so glad, Rach, that you and I had created this platform that people could come to us. And I didn't didn't actually ever think of that when we started the podcast. It literally was us pressing yeah. record and having a conversation. But what it's turned into has just been this amazing royal community this this coming together and a massive support especially when you're feeling that grief for somebody you've never met maybe you've seen as they've gone past in a car outside Buckingham Palace Rachel you know it was a big deal it was a massive deal and I'm just so happy that we were able to be there as a as a, a base for you all if and when you needed that because to be honest we all really needed you <laughs> we did didn't we yeah. Rach yeah and I, I totally agree, Shaw. I mean, you know, this this year started out with the biggest surprise, didn't it? We were so excited for the Jubilee. Yeah. That was our main thing. That was our 
our main goal that year was to go to all four days of the Jubilee. We could not stop talking about it. We were just yeah. so excited and we had such an incredible time. It was draining, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely draining. But again, it was the outpouring of love from people, people from all over the world we've never met. Like you said, in the Queen's death, but also in the Jubilees, that we came together as a community. Yeah. So many people were excited because, you know, if you're listening, no matter where you are in the world, we physically got to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think people really connected to us with that because even if they wanted to be and they couldn't go, they kind of felt like they was there because they were getting our first-hand experience of what it was actually like. And I think as well, because we don't sugarcoat things, like if something was bad, we would say it was bad. If something was amazing, you know, you'd get our honest opinions. And I think in that sense, you do get the true aspect of what we felt like being there. Mm. So I completely understand what you're saying. And maybe as well, that royal community came together during mourning. But it was also amazing, as you just mentioned, Rach, for us to come together in a celebratory occasion. and. Take it from me, Royal Community. The energy was electric. It was so amazing to be there. And then in stark contrast, it was so amazing to be surrounded by the most amazing people we met whilst we were in the 13-hour queue waiting to curtsy for 12 seconds to Her Majesty in Westminster Hall while she's lying in state. Those massive juxtapositions, but still that connection that community coming together and it was just something I'll never forget and I think we really felt it as well Shell and and we spoke about this on the podcast is when we went to Lion in State we were doing Instagram stories at three four o'clock in the morning for yeah. us you know we queued for 13 hours for that 12 second moment and the amount of messages that we were getting saying go on girls like you can do it keep going and yeah. we needed those words of encouragement because yeah. we were cold we were tired our bodies were aching like it took us over a week to recover our bodies hurt that much I I liken it to doing a marathon without any training it was just gruesome it really was it was an experience let's put it that way and my my knees I don't think I've ever really recovered (laughs) (laughs) it was and then you know just just being there and before that when the queen passed away on the Thursday and we wasn't planning to because my nan had passed away on the Monday the queen passed away on the Thursday and then Friday Shell texted me she was like I feel like I need to go to Buckingham Palace. I need to lay some flowers down. So I had already had time for work because I was dealing with my own grief. And I was like, let's just go. Mm -hmm. So we turn up to London and it's teeming with people. You know, people, people were stopping us in the street because we had bought, I had bought a bouquet of flowers from home. And someone had said to me, where did you get that bouquet of flowers? I can't find any in the shops. They're everywhere sold out because people were just buying flowers to go and lay down at the palace. Yeah. And it was just so incredible and just being there and being around people experiencing the same thing. It was just absolutely incredible. And we said it before, but I'm I'm so glad we went to Lion in State. It's something that I've always wanted to do. And although it killed me for 13 hours, it was just absolutely amazing. And it's something that I will never forget. And I will never ever regret doing that either. 
Yeah, and like, you know, the, the people that we met, the amount of conversations you have with somebody over our 13 hours, it, w- it was very special. It was special to find out why other people had turned up. And I'm on about people in their 80s we saw queuing up with us. There were families, actual generations of families all going together. It, was, it wasn't just somebody who was super, super excited about the Queen in particular. It was just people who... who respected her and respected her standing and what the monarchy stands for and that i think again like you say just all different ages all different reasons of being there so it was it was special and um, we also saw this year rach the initiative the queen's green canopy and what i loved the most about this obviously the amount of trees that were planted but the amount of tree moments <laughs> we had the whole year <laughs> And the amount of people that like message us on if if we post something to do with trees, people go to go Trivoli. I love I it. She posted the other day something. It was a Trivoli, and someone said, "I can't help but think of keeping up the Windsor's podcast." And everybody, <laughs> 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 uh, I know, I know. And it, like I say, I love this initiative. It's just amazing to have that many trees. That is a legacy that's given back to the world, isn't it? From the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Oh, absolutely. And can I just say, we tried to get near that tree during the Platinum Jubilee. We oh, it was <laughs> the tree of trees. I mean, tree we, of trees. we saw it from a distance, but that was as much as we were getting close to. Yeah, it was hard. Jill, one thing I loved about the Jubilee, Rach, is the social media released those little emojis. That was PJ the Corgi. Oh, yeah. Remember? That's so cute. Oh, do you know what? When... In the run-up to the Platinum Jubilee, I didn't realise like how big it was going to be. I didn't know whether it was just going to be people who love the royals who knew about it, but like even people who have no inkling about the royal family or don't care about the monarchy at all, even they were talking about the Platinum Jubilee. Like that's how big it was. And then when I saw, oh, they got some gifts, they've got some emojis. This is a big thing. We love it. Yeah. Also at the Jubilee, if you're listening, Susan, we absolutely love you. Yes. Susan was a guest on our podcast. She was speaking about her book, Bertie, the Best Stuttering King, which is about the Queen's father. And we knew that she was going to the Jubilee, that she was going by herself. She came over from America, from California. She knew certain people here already in the UK. But we were like, well, we're going to be at the Jubilee. Meet up with us. And we spent two or three days of her didn't we we did and it was amazing like I say only really spoke to Susan briefly and then we had the podcast episode but to meet her in person she's just a really fun person to be around and she's on our vlogs as well our Jubilee vlogs over on YouTube and we also met Danny didn't we Danny yes in the color Yes, yeah, so hello, Danny. Danny's been like one of the OGs of the royal community over on Instagram from day dot. So it was lovely to meet you, Danny. Like I say, we did meet loads of royal community members, didn't we? Yeah, we met so many people in the line in the street, didn't we, at St. Paul's? Yeah. For the Thanksgiving service. Yeah. That was incredible. And that was another moment because this was when Harry and Meghan got booed. Yeah. And then depending on which news sources you were listening to, they had rapturous applause or they were booed. And we were there, Royal Community, and I would say it was, as they were going in, it was, I'd say, 60% booing. No, maybe even 70% booing, 30% cheers. As they came out, it was probably 60, 40 to the boos. But it was very palpable. You could you could definitely hear those boos. We didn't boo, by the way, Royal Community. <laughs> we just kind of was just like, oh. Okay, there they are. But it, yeah, there was a lot of mixed reactions to them. 
Mm. And then, Shell, we had one of our, fa- well, our favourite event at the Jubilee, which we wasn't expecting, which was Party at the Palace. Yeah, I thought we were just going to rock up and just watch a screen for a bit, which, to be honest, we did because we were, like, probably three quarters of the way back in the mall from Buckingham Palace, but we could still see it in the distance. And we had, like, the the sound, the speaker right by us, so we really felt part of it. And it was electric. It was so amazing. Andrea Bocelli, Sam Ryder was like just out of this world, and he really yeah. did. I was, I didn't realize that I would be so moved by his performance, but it was really, really good, wasn't it? Yeah, and what we loved as well is that when the king, who was Prince Charles at the time, did his speech, and it was funny because when you've seen the the king refer to the queen, he always says "Your Majesty." And then he says, mummy. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny because literally everyone around us was going, go on, say it, mummy. Go mommy. on, say and it. When, yes. he, when he said it, everyone cheered. And yeah. Like, yeah, he said it, he said it. yeah. Yeah. We were so excited. But at the end, we were just dancing with people like we total strangers. We'll never total see strangers. again. Yeah. But Union flag, so, yeah. flags just go in. An incredible experience. And yeah. honestly, we was not expecting that to be our favourite event, but it really was. And it was yeah. because of, it was the people coming together. Mm-hmm. It really, truly was. Yeah. Incredible. We also had a BBC documentary called Elizabeth the Unseen Queen, which was a very special one because the Queen actually narrated it, didn't she? Yeah, and this was the first time that we had seen certain clips that had never been shown because they were from the Queen's private collection. Exactly. It was a very special thing. We also went to the Sotheby's Tiara exhibition during the Jubilee, which was out of this world. And we have a a YouTube vlog on that if you want to have a look at the tiaras just amazing and one thing i actually found really good about this year was the return of the buckingham palace garden parties and they'd come back since the covid restrictions so we saw a lot of umbrellas out because it was raining a little bit at certain points wasn't there lots of finger sandwiches rach we also had the crown series five got released yeah let's spoken about that the (laughs) better what a disappointment (laughs) I'm so disappointed with this season. But oh. also, Shell, talking about TV and film, we also had the BBC documentary, The Princes and the Press. Yes. Which if you listen to our Harry and Meghan episodes, you will know we speak about a lot because that changed a lot of our opinions, didn't it, on the workings of the institution and the press. Yeah, it did. It, it, and I think, to be honest, a lot of people have called us out like, oh, why are you believing what? the Duke and Duchess of Sussex is saying I'm saying because we've had it corroborated by quite a few other people around us now that it makes no sense for us to go no I don't agree with what you're saying because a lot of people are saying the same thing and had we not watched Princes of the Press I think I would have been a bit more critical about a few things a few points they made especially about press and you know the institution the way it works with the press but no I I completely am open-minded with that and think it's there's too many people saying the same thing now. It makes sense that that is the way that it is. Yeah. So we yeah, and we we will try and link that, but because it's by the BBC, you, you might not be able to view it. Mm. But maybe try and YouTube it because someone might have uploaded that. Yeah, you possibly. never know. Yeah. So let's give our final thoughts then about this year, Rach. Go for it. Well, as I said, you know the highest highs, the jubilee. What an incredible experience! And then September hit, and it was just such a change—a change for us as not just a world community, but as a country. You know, this is the first time in our lifetime that we've had a king. Yeah, 
I we've know. had the queen on the throne for 70 years and what a monumental 70 years that was and she gave her life to the service and dedication to this country and to the commonwealth i think you really felt that with the outpouring of love of when she mm. passed away that yeah. it wasn't just this country it was people all over the world watching and people all over the world grieving like you said before people that have never seen her never met her you know for me it was it was such a historical moment again we had the accession, something that I think historical is probably the word we're going to use that's going to describe this whole year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just been monumental. It's been historical. Just, and for us personally, just being at certain occasions, I'm so fortunate to be living in this country that I got to go to the Jubilee, that I got to go and queue for 13 hours at Lioness Day, yeah. that I got to see, and I did, we didn't go to it, but we got to see the funeral and we were with the royal community because if you're a member of our Kofi VIP royal community, you'd know that we streamed that, didn't we? And we yeah. spent that day with so many of you. And it, it just really touched us because we were with people from Germany and people from America. And it's like, wow, we're all coming together to celebrate this one life and what a life it was. And yeah, this year, is, is it was the Queen's year, wasn't it? It really was. It was. It was, it was a year to say thank you. It was a year to say goodbye. And it was a year to get used to change and I didn't know how I was going to feel and I was very very I want to say stagnant about welcoming in King Charles because I was grieving the Queen and I I I think we even said in the podcast we're not going to talk about King Charles right now <laughs> we're going to keep it to the Queen I needed to do that because I needed to compartmentalize I need to grieve for the Queen and then I will welcome in King Charles. But it was instantaneous, wasn't it? As one monarch goes out, another monarch comes mm. in. And I think he has done just the most remarkable job. He has, I think he's the longest serving heir apparent in, in British history. And in that sense, he was he was made for it, wasn't he? So I think this year in particular comes with a lot of sorrow, but comes with a lot of joy as his life, isn't it? And we had the highs and the lows in a very short space of time. But I was just so glad that the Queen held in there. You know, she held on for the Platinum Jubilee. One thing I would say is, when I think about this year, I think of the royal family members who most probably knew that the Queen was ill and was gearing up to her passing at some point. And we, it was alluded to that she's too ill to go here, she's too ill to go there. So we were kind of bracing ourselves behind the scenes, wasn't we, Rach? Like, oh, yeah. she possibly would go this year. I just think of all of the extra support, the extra hours they would have had to have put in to support the Queen in that way. And I just think the whole family really do deserve to have a big round of applause, you know, a big curtsy because they did Her Majesty proud and they will continue to do Her Majesty proud moving forward. So this year was a lot of goodbyes, a lot of thank yous and a lot of, oh my goodness me, what's coming next? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and I think that's interesting you say what's coming next because next year we have one of the biggest events that we're ever going to have in our lifetime, which is a coronation. Yeah. Actually witnessing a coronation firsthand. I thought and... you were going to say Harry's book then. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, this is the thing, because I think it is going to be interesting to see what happens throughout the year coming up, because it's going to be the first full year as Charles as the king in his role as the monarch. So it's going to be interesting to see what changes he does bring into it, not just with the coronation, but going forward as now head of the family 
yeah. we've seen the more inclusion of Sophie and Edward. What are we going to be seeing from William and Catherine? Are we going to have, I'm hoping that we're going to have at least one tour from William and Catherine. Maybe hopefully they'll go to somewhere like Canada or Australia. Yeah. Because they haven't visited, or New Zealand, they haven't visited these yeah. countries in a while. In a and I think time. it's in. I think it's time that these countries do get a visit from the royals. But then we've heard that as he is now king, Charles would maybe like to go to some of these countries because he needs to get his face out there, doesn't he, really? He does. There's a lot coming up in 2023 and we're really looking forward to covering that for your royal community. Before we go, I want to do just a massive thank you to all of our podcast guests that we've had on this year, starting with episode 59, The Future of the Monarchy with Christy. Oh, it was so wonderful to talk to Christy. And she was talking about how Charles and Camilla changed her life. I love this. It's actually my elder sister's favorite episode. She oh, loves it? it. Yeah, yeah. She loved Christy. She said, I love her voice. I love her voice. <laughs> episode 64, we mentioned earlier with Susan M. Webb, the legacy of King George VI. Episode 76, who are the European royals with Isabella from Royalty Diaries EU. I learned I so much that. from Isabella. I learned so much. Yeah. And also episode 87, all the glitters, a royal jewelry with Catherine from the Royal Jewelry box can i just extend our thanks to all our podcast guests you bring so much love and light and expertise into the podcast and loads of people love our royal community spotlight episodes so thank you so much for you know bringing that element to our podcast and being part of the keeping up with the windsors family yeah because we said that from the beginning when we first started the podcast it's not just about me and michelle and our thoughts and opinions it's about hearing everyone's and what i've loved this year is that we've started to incorporate voice notes yes yes absolutely so bring on the voice notes yeah so if you ever want to give your opinion on a certain engagement or something that's happened within the royal week then let us know like dm us a voice note over on instagram at keeping up the windsors pod because one we love listening to them two we love knowing where in the world you are yeah and three this is about the royal communities but us as royal fans coming together and sharing our thoughts and opinions and as we said we don't always agree, but yeah. that's that's the fun part of being part of the royal community, isn't it? Absolutely. It's the beauty. It's the magic of it. We love it. Thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year. We hope you have a wonderful New Year's Eve. Remember, tomorrow we'll have our New Year's Day episode, the Royal Gala Awards 2022. Uh, I know, I know. So we're looking forward to welcoming you back to the podcast then. If you want to rate the podcast, you can. You can give it a five-star review if you like. Over on Spotify, you can favorite it. Do all the things that you do on your podcast apps. And yeah, if you'd like to also email us, you can keep Keeping up with the Windsor's pod at gmail.com. We also have Kofi, where you can join our VIP Royal Community. It's £4 slash six bucks. We have a private Facebook group. We have a monthly Zoom call with all of our members, which is great fun. And we also have a YouTube channel, Keeping Up the Windsor's. So come on over there for lots more Royal content. Amazing stuff. We will see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. Have the best New Year's Eve. And we'll see you on the next episode of Keeping, Keeping up, up with the, the Windsor's. Windsor's.